Hi everybody and welcome to the Lot Pod, the Leeds Rhinos Lot 17A podcast, kindly sponsored by ACDMB, who are a branding and creative design agency based in Farsley, Leeds. They create standout brands, so for any companies out there that need a brand new logo or a brand refresh, just get in touch with ACDMB. Thank you as always to them for sponsoring us, for designing the fanzine, the issue, the second issue of the Lot 17A fanzine is available now from the Lot Pod shop. If you just Google Lot Pod, the Lot Pod, the Lot Pod shop, that first link on Google, that's us. That's the Lot Pod store, has the badges and the second issue of the fanzine available to buy. Thanks as always to them, ACDMB, for their support. This is. Unfortunately, the match review panel for Castleford Scruffs against Leeds Rhinos. Joining me as always, my right-hand man, our amazing stats man. I'm a stat man. Freeze. The intro is back. How are you, Reese? Um, I'm all right, and that's because... One, one of the, I, was, I knew one of my sports teams would come through this weekend. I wasn't expecting it to be Leeds United, to be honest. That's um, true. So weirdly, Leeds Good saved question. the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Thank, thank, thanks, Leeds United. You actually um, cheered me up. No yeah, because I was listening to the square ball uh, this morning, and Rob Conlon had been at Cass on Thursday night, and he said because they were talking about Leeds will normally ruin your weekend because they can't ruin it next weekend because they're not playing. I was like, oh well, Ryan is playing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're all right, Tar. Who's on with us today? A man that we've been behind the scenes, me and Reese, I've been trying to get squad, no- squad number eight? Squad number uh, well, ten? I think he needs to choose, ten? doesn't he? It was eight or ten. He can choose. He can choose. Well, we'll bring him in Who's and ask them out, can't we? Duncan, eight or ten? Well, I'm better than Mark, so I'm number ten. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have to have a scrap in the car park. Find out who's number ten. Lot pod special. We'll get that on a. We'll get that on a stream. That. That'd be good. We've been trying to get Duncan on for quite some time now, so it's about time he made his debut for the officially for the twenty twenty three season. So the match view panel: Castleford versus Leeds. Duncan, we always start with positives. Are there any positives from this one? No, none at all. <laughs> Not one. <laughs> Not one. Reese? No. None. That's that that's it then. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's the match review panel for this week. We'll be back to review the Catalans game. No, we're only joking. We're only joking, of course. The only positive I've got down, I've got two, sorry. Um Harry Newman. More more minutes for Harry Newman. And of course, the amazing Danny Maguire. On commentary, on Sky, Duncan. Do you have any more, any positives to add other than those? Uh... Duncan wasn't lying when he said no. He's gonna get. He's gonna get a bit of a. I imagine people like. I saw a lot of tweets about Fussy. I actually thought he carried well, and he made one grave error which cost us. 
but I actually thought he was. I thought he's been better than what I've expected this season. Yeah, I agree. Um, other than that, not a right lot. Reese, Cam, Cam Smith. Yeah. Me, Cam I, I, felt, I felt like Cam was the only one that showed leadership and tried to get a hold of the game. You know, it was it was his. The reason why we scored the only try for us in the game was because he was the one that went, I'm just going to take this forward now. Yeah. None of this passing around. He, was, he, took, he took the opportunity to run forward and it's a shame we didn't have a bit more of that. Yeah. Um, but I, I felt he was the only one that was actually trying to make something happen and also, but also make it happen constructively as a team as opposed to on their own like some of the other team members were. So, no, I think Cam uh, would be my highlight. Positive. He should be captain. I think we'll talk about that a bit later. Okay. We've got, we've got a special segment coming up. <laughs> yeah, Andrew's pretty much. I think Andrew in the YouTube comments has been listening to our production meeting. Would you call it, Reese, before we come on air? Um, I won't call it meeting. Scramble our, is probably our, better. Our, our scramble slash ramble because yes, Andrew. Um, Andrew says if we talk about leaming for an hour, guys, we don't need to talk about the cast game. I think the cast review is going to be about eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> The rest of it, we're going to discuss Cruz Leeming and the Catalans. Um, looking forward to the Catalans game. You are right, Andrew. We are going to talk more about Cruz Leeming than the Castle Review. Yeah, I thought Cammy played well, like like Reese said. Really forced the issue for that try, you know, made something happen and then Austin supporting him and then Myla supporting him for that. I thought that was a well-worked try. Do you agree with that, Duncan? That was a decent try for us? Yeah, I, I actually think in the entire game, I thought, we played two side to side, two laterally. I thought that was one of the first times that we actually looked to go through the middle of them. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was a it was a really well worked try. Frustrating as well because we have got a lot of players in the pack that look to offload, and I didn't feel the support was there in general throughout the game. Mm. Um, there were guys poking their heads through, looking with an arm free, and no one on the shoulder. Mm. <clears throat> Just on the pack, Duncan, it is obviously the, your first appearance of 2023. What have you made of the pack of Sam Lissoni? Sam Lissoni's Joe Vickery, but in a prop shirt. Probably. Sorry to butt in, but I did say Mark came on to review Hull, Reese. Was it the Hull uh, game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, whole whole game. and I, I, I said, I said at the time that Mark is, is a great guest. He's one of our regulars. Is always better after a defeat. He just is, you know. <laughs> when he was saying that Ron Smith should, Ron Smith should grab Caesar by the throat. I mean, that's <laughs> one of the best reactions I've ever had. I feel the same with Duncan. Do you, Reese? I do, yeah, yeah. I can, I can imagine. He did tell us off air that he's can't Great. swear anymore because of George, but I'd be surprised if one word doesn't slip in. Carry on, Duncan. Sorry. Well, he just Lasoni looks like me or Mark would, and we, like I haven't played rugby in ten years, and Mark haven't played rugby in about twenty-five years, so he just, he just, he just looks fat. There's no other way to say it. He, he's blown out of his backside after five minutes. Every time he comes on the field, our middle just opens up 
and there's gaping holes all over the place. Um, what yeah. if I told you, Duncan, that Sam Lasoni had the highest average game, average carry? Well, he would do, wouldn't he? If he carries the ball once and makes 10 metres, he's going to be all right. <laughs> he carried the ball four times, to be fair. Um, but he made 45 metres, so he actually got 11 metres per carry, pretty much. Um, but go on, what's your thoughts on the rest of the pack? Um, I, I think Smith overcomplicated it. Um, if we've got one hooker in Jared, just run with Jared at hooker for 80 minutes. I think we played into Cass's hands when we had Bentley at nine. Um, but I actually think Bentley only moved at nine so he could defend for Fat Boy. Hmm. Um, that was a weird sight scene. Um, um, Bentley at nine. That really confused me. It's just, I, look, Hooker's, Hooker's one of them positions for me where it's, it's a specialist position. To hmm. pass off the floor is but it is a hard skill to master and I don't think you can just chuck anyone in there and you could we were just so slow and predictable in attack and you need a specialist nine um that's what we were crying out for and I, I think like I said I think Rowan he tries to overcomplicate it sometimes and that can be his undoing I think Walter's had a brilliant game against St Helens um and he should be we should let him go and, and back it up against uh, against the other sides. Like against Cass the other night, he should have been on. He should have been on the bench. He should have been on the bench. Um, I actually think we're playing quite a dangerous game with Walters because um, he's in the last year of his contract, um, and if we mess him around too much, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of suitors out there wanting a six foot seven mountain that can play either back row or prop. Um, so we're going to have to be careful with with minutes because if it were me and I was getting dropped and I was seeing Lasoni running out and it, well not even running waddling out I'd be like what's going on? <laughs> I don't think I don't think we're in any dangerous water with Sam just yet. I know it's a like like Rowan says the the cap's live and it's a moving thing but I, I get the feeling he's enjoying it here. You know I think Jared O'Connor is his best mate or one of his best mates. But we do need to give him like a ten-year deal as soon as possible. But perhaps that's something we can come on to sh- shortly in the leaming chat. Just on the and then Duncan. Obviously, one of our imports, one of our quarter spots. What do you think Rowan should do with him moving forward to try and improve his performances? Um, I would genuinely look at sending him out, Joel Reg. To give him a kick up the back. Really? Already? Yeah. I'd send him to I'd send him to Bradford. Um <laughs> and then through the week he can just run on a treadmill. Just put him on a treadmill. <laughs> so do you think that's his issue? Just just his conditioning? His conditioning's dreadful. Hmm. It is absolutely shocking. Like, he comes on and it doesn't matter whether he... If he takes a carry, he's blowing straight away. No matter what his first involvement is, if it's... It, it, it looks like he's been signed so he can get his, get his missus over. No bad thing. She is an awesome player. She is a very, very good player, but that's what it... 
that's what it looks like. Do you think eventually, Reese, we will get to see a real quality import? Do you think? Do you think there's? Do you think there's a quality import just waiting to burst out of Samus? Tony, I think so. I think it's too early to judge, and I thought his impact at the Wakefield game was great. Um, yeah, he did, he did some good stuff. I agree. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it was again, it was a short stint. You know, he's not coming on until the second half, isn't it? In the moment, um, so I think there's definitely something in him there, but. It's the consistency that, or he's played for us, I think, three times so far, and obviously he's had two bad performances now and one good. So at the moment, it's weighing more on the other side. So we just need to see a bit more consistency. I'm like where um, Duncan says, nearly call him Rowan. Then that's because that's what I call him in our private chat. Um, <laughs> um, I think he just needs to be, get fitter um, in there. But again, if he still if he doesn't improve. And he's still getting picked over Walters. I I completely agree with Duncan that we're we're playing with playing with fire. Hmm. Um, from that perspective, so, we kind of touched on Harry Newman starting the game. Duncan and he, he played the first half. In in the, as the game developed, did you feel we needed to see more of Harry, or or do you like the fact that Rowan, the conditioning team, the club are really kind of taking it step by step in terms of his rehab and in terms of him coming back into the side. But in in that game on, on Thursday, did you feel we could have perhaps thrown him on for an extra 10, an extra burst, or did you not want to push your luck? How did you read it? Well, we tried that, didn't we, when he came back under Agar at Wakefield? And yeah. we... we we have a tendency. Um, I know it's something that you and Reese talk a lot about on the on the pod. Um, we don't look after. We tend say we don't look after is probably harsh, but I think this year under Rowan, like you look at Morgan Gannon, he's had another head knock, and we've not seen him since the head knock. So they're obviously taking it seriously and getting him right. And I think with Harry, it's exactly the same. And the the easiest thing is to say after the game, well, why didn't Newman play more minutes? But if he played 60 minutes and tore his hamstring, but you got two points against Cass. What's the point? Newman's, exactly. Newman's the prized yeah. asset. Newman is Lee's Ryan's a prized asset. He is the best player he's the, at the moment. He's the prized asset of the whole league. Yeah, when he's and you know, playing the game. They've got, they've got to protect the long term. I, I completely agreed with the fact that if they said and the condition said 40 minutes is right, then I agree regardless of the score that he did 40 minutes. But as Alistair said, mm. I'd much rather him come on in the second half. I'd much rather us start Reese Martin uh, in the centres um, and, you know, having, you know, maybe Gannon back in the second row with McDonnell or Bentley with McDonnell and, and just do some switching around there. But I, I would have much rather Newman been in the second half um, than the first. But I think they probably would have done. I know we're going to go on to uh, he who shall not be named a bit later, but... Um, <laughs> They probably would have done had they had another nine on the bench. I think that sort of threw a bit of... They've probably planned to do that, but then it's thrown a bit of a spanner in the works. But I agree. I think in a local derby against Cassaway, probably throwing Louis Roberts, he's had a really good pre-season and I think he's going to be a very good player. But you could see as soon as it came on, it gave them a lift and they felt that they had a, an alley to a channel to attack down. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Lewis Roberts had a bad game, but he, he's, he's a young player, isn't he, that's still learning. Yeah. Um, 
I I didn't think he played badly at all, did um, Lewis? But I I wondered if Fussy Tua was a bit more worried because of the on the try he stepped in. And I don't know if he felt like he needed to protect Roberts or if it was just a stupid decision from him. Um, but as Ginny is saying, like putting him on in the second half would have created a bigger impact. And I think that's what we missed in general. We didn't have anyone that came off that bench or anyone that got anyone on the 17, actually, that got a hold of that game and got everyone by the scruff of the neck and say, right, this is what we need to do. Let's sort it out. No one came on to do that. I mean, and I know you're probably not going to like me, both of you are not going to like me for what I'm about to say, but that was a Brad Dwyer game. That you know, you know, you you said Eddie last year that there were certain games that just just suit just, let, just just let that hang, just let that hang. I'm gonna hang. Like the bad fight. You, you said you <laughs> said last year there are certain games that suit. Brad you Dwyer. genuinely just said that. Well, you could, but, but what, what? Where else were we going to get an impact from in that second half? Well, that was someone's going to come on and change the game. There's, lo- there's loads of people being tweeting about it and in that god awful Facebook group saying about how they. Uh, how Brad Dwyer, we shouldn't have let him go. Did no one see him against Saints the night after? He literally yeah. cost them two points. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, the guy has got hands like cow's tits and he can't pass. I, I, I'm not saying he was either beat or end up, but I just, I just felt that we lacked someone, any player, whether they came on the bench or whether they're on the pitch, that said, or just took control of it and tried to change things. In reality, what that, what that was should probably be Caesar like... or Austin Smith tried it, yeah. but and then maybe this is part of the reason why not having a permanent captain doesn't help because yeah. normally it'd be a leader that does it. And I thought Cam tried to do that through his playing style. I mean, I'm going to filter into the stat for a second because um, it felt a bit like deja vu because Caesar only made 15 meters from six carries. I actually think we try we. We thought we were just going to win. I genuinely believe that. All Andy Lass did with Cass was get him up for a game, and it was too much for us. They didn't we do anything. That. It's Cass. We should know that they'll be up for it. They didn't do anything out of the ordinary. They never do. It's Cass. But we just. When you go to Cass, your pack need to be. Your pack need to earn the right to chuck the ball wide, and we didn't do that. It's a small pitch. It's a tight pitch. You need to just run up the middle at them, and, and, and that's where Smith's tra- that's where my Miners try came from. Yeah. Smith um, Smith took it, took the ball, and ran up the middle. But we were just it. It was it was a bit aimless second half of the attack. It was it was deja vu again from the whole game. It was it was gutless. If I'm honest, um, I felt we were just we tried to be. We tried to play like we were we were the better team. Now, on paper, we probably are, but we've got a lot of inconsistencies and that game was to take us, you know, three wins from five games. You are where you are, you know. We've Now, we're only two points above, two points above Cass. Um, and I think the reason we play like that is because we've just got inconsistent performers all the way across the all the way across running through the team. Myler can be brilliant one week. Like when it when the sun comes out, Myler will be fantastic. Um and when you're on the front foot he's fantastic. But when you're defending, he's dreadful. Caesar and Austin when again they'll have a game like they've just had a couple of games against Saints and Wakefield where they've been better. 
And then I actually think it's more Caesar than Austin. I thought Austin was all right. I don't think he was brilliant, but I think if we'd have had someone next to him that could control the game, we'd win that game. What was it at half-time? We were winning 8-6 at half-time, was it? Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like in the second half, if we'd have come out and Smith had said, right, complete, just go out and just look to complete your sets and kick into the corners on the fifth tackle, we'd grind them down, but we weren't prepared to grind the game. The uh, I mean, conceding 10 penalties didn't help. Yeah. But it felt like it felt like we just were gonna come out. We were eight six eight six up and it felt like they thought they were gonna just come out, three quick tries, put them to bed, beat them by twenty points. And then you could see the panic growing the deeper it got into the game and they weren't it, that wasn't happening. Do you wanna say something, I can't Eddie? Believe that something that for a bit. I know. You've just been fascinated listening. I can't believe that Aidan Caesar, like like Duncan said, had two back-to-back games where, what did he average, Reese? 60, 70 metres? Yeah, in, that's in, what we said. Games. I mean, Aust- Austin got... Spot. Yeah. Yeah, Austin got 72, just for compare. And then, so we kind of wax lyrical. Uh, Cameron comes on the pod and says, you know, there's that sweet spot between 60 and 80 where, you know, where a halfback tends to need to be to kind of influence the game. Caesar has two games where he's in that sweet spot in terms of metres. And I know metres don't, and stats don't tell the whole story, but it can't be a coincidence that he goes from those type of readings in the stats, has two great games, and follows it up with 15 metres against Cass. How, I don't understand, what I don't understand is, how how does that happen? How can he kind of come out say right I'm going I'm going to do this I'm going to run the team I'm going to run I'm going to influence the games and then he does it twice and everyone says people on Sky saying he's played well us coming on here saying wow what a massive difference after kind of chopping him up in first two games two rounds how does that happen that he falls back into that and to me to me it's it's such a basic thing you know Oh, I'd be thinking I have to play like I did the previous two weeks. Does that make sense? Just to support your your theory there. So in the two games that we've won, he's made 74 metres and 58. In the games that we've lost, he's got 8, 4 and 15. So that's what you're talking about is exactly, it supports your theory. This because... Cam says it. I'm going to talk about Cam again, but Cam says, you know, he does when he people kind of t- t- discount the game Caesar can play. You know, he does have that running game. He's an intelligent player, but it, it's just getting frustrating that he did it two weeks on the trot, and we're kind of like, that's all we ask. That 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 type of play is all we're asking. But then he completely falls off back to where he was. I don't. It doesn't make maybe it's just me, but it doesn't make sense that he does it for two games and then completely falls off. But you'd think mm. he'd try to run it more and try to, I don't know, perhaps I'm thinking too much into it. But what have you made of him, Duncan, in that, that kind of inconsistency? I suppose it's similar to what you mentioned about Myler. Yeah, I think, I think his, his drop off from his best game to his worst 
is like mm. an eight or a nine out of ten to like a two or three out of ten. That's right. Whereas yeah. like you think like the really good halfbacks across the league, the really good halfbacks are the ones that can go at like a seven out of ten, and in the key moments can step up and provide a good kick on the fifth tackle, um, mm. maybe beat a defender when running the ball or a decent pass to put an outside back into space. When Caesar, you can almost sense that he's going to have a bad game mm. after the first 20. Mm. He's got that horrible that horrible thing that I know annoys me and you, which is his petulance. And yeah. you see the petulant side of him come out when he's having a poor game. It's like it's everyone else's fault but his. Mm. Um, and I feel he's just... For me, there's non-negotiables when you're putting on a lead shirt and the main one's effort. That's just like, that's just what you do. Mm. And I just, he's not for me, Caesar. He's, there's, there's people, I know Cameron comes on and he, he defends him and he does talk a lot a lot more sense than I do probably, but... More than a doll, to be honest. It is his job, let's just put that out there. <laughs> but he, no, for me, for me, but I, the issue is there's no one behind him. There's no one behind him. Like there's, again, there's loads of people talking. Oh, let's bring in Jack Sinfield. No, no. At Headingley night, at Headingley, Saturday afternoon against Catalan against the big pack. It's going to be raining. It's going to be wet. It's going to be an horrible game. That is the wrong game to chuck Jack Sinfield into. Hmm. Hmm. You're paying someone potentially big money and he's, he's on a quarter spot. He's got to earn his money. He's the one that needs to stand up, not a not a 19-year-old, 20-year-old kid. It needs to be these 18, guys that... Are... You what, sorry? I think he's 18, is Jack. Oh, is he 18? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just... Yeah, for me, it's... It sees his inconsistency, but it doesn't help as well that Austin's inconsistent. There's not a consistent performer amongst the halfbacks. Um, but They're very consistent in, game, in being inconsistent. Yeah, but even in the even in the games that we win, I never really think that like Caesar drags us around the field. He doesn't. I don't yeah. think he's like like. There were games where like 2017 Grand Final against Cass, Maguire won us that game. Maguire walked out onto that field and said, "We are not losing this game." And he dragged the team around, put them in the right position, and we won the game. I don't mm. think Caesar's got that type of performance in him, even when he plays at his best. That that's that that that's that's very unfair. That's a very very unfair comparison, <laughs> Duncan. You are comparing someone to a god. He has to mentioned on every podcast, though, doesn't he? So uh, yeah, he does. It would just be on. It would just be like Aiden Caesar, because we've we've done this, haven't we, Reese? We've spoken about him and how inconsistent he is. It would would it not just be the perfect Aiden Caesar game, Catalan, to play really well, and we come back and on the Catalan review we say, "Oh, welcome back, Aiden." Yeah, no, no, it probably will happen. To be fair, um, maybe the same about Alfords. Maybe Alfords, but actually, no, that's that's Alfords. Yeah, that won't yes. happen. Well, can I? Good can tangent. I? Can I do stats, or do you want to do Alfords? Go for stats. To, go for stats first, right? Um, and I, I've just put the tweet out actually now, and I, me and you will always say the stats 
don't tell the full story, but they often support or disprove observations. Part of me is a bit confused at the stats this week. And the main thing is that that is actually the lowest amount of tackles we've had to make so far this season. Wow. Um, which is 275. It was also the lowest amount of tackles we've missed in a season, uh, so in a game so far this season. So we only missed 15 tackles, which from memory didn't quite feel like a fair reflection. Um, we had 35 tackle busts on the night. Uh, and my segue into Olfitz was that he actually uh, had seven of those. He led the way with seven. Um, we got 1,161 metres. Um, Cameron Smith led the way with 151, followed up by McDonald's 139, Olfitz 107, and Fussy 104. Just going back to what Duncan said, that's four games in a row. Fussy's now made over 100 uh, metres uh, as well. Yeah. Um, but the more disappointing stat, oh, sorry, actually, one more positive stat. We did, of those tackles, despite the fact it was the lowest, Jared O'Connor, Jared O'Connor made 20% of all tackles for the Rhinos on Thursday night. Wow. Um, so he had absolutely remarkable. He had 57. Um, Smith he... had 44. So, in fact, if I just put that effort into perspective, so. So between them, they did 101 tackles of the 275. So between them, they were responsible for 37% of all tackles, just Smith and O'Connor. That is absolutely remarkable. And I'm not sure, I'll ask Duncan in a minute, but I'm not sure if that says more about those two players and their commitment or about the team. How do you read those stats, Duncan? 37% of tackles made by Jared O'Connor and Cam Smith. I think I, I think it's un, I, I genuinely think it'd be unfair to say it's the team. Um, I think some players have different attributes, and I know like there'll be people probably out there that think, "Oh, we need to," you know, Lehman Lehman potentially leaving. We need to sign a nine. We need to sign a nine. Jared's incredibly underrated. Still. Mm. He, he is capable of doing 80 minutes. He's been playing the position for probably two seasons, two and a half seasons. Played halfback coming coming through in junior rugby, then played in the academy. He was like switching between 13 and nine. But he's not, he, he didn't really have a position. We were trying him in the second row. We were trying him in the back row at 13. Then he's settled in at nine. He's done, he's doing a bloody good job. And it's the same with Cam Smith. It, for me, it shows that we've got leaders in that team that you would expect senior players to be stepping up around the, around these youngsters. Um, I would put Cam Smith in his senior player category, surely. I know he's young, younger than the others, but the, the time that he's been in the squad... I would put Cameron Smith in the senior. I wouldn't put Jared there because he's obviously still new to it. I'd, I'd put Cam Smith in that senior group, surely. I wouldn't. Would you not? No. How old Cam? Mid twenties. Twenty-four, I think. Always, every time I Google Cameron Smith, it always comes up with the golfer first, and then it's just the golfer. You know, how dare? Yeah. How dare he? Because that's not even the best Cameron Smith that exists. Um, he's twenty-four. Yeah, you see, so he's got what another ten years. Give or yeah. take. So, but 
I, I get what I get what you're saying. Look, there's there's people that stand out as leaders, and Cam has been a leader in the junior sides in the academy. Um, and then the same in England age groups. He's been a leader in in those sides as well. I just I just feel at the minute our senior players are probably the poorest bunch of senior players that we've had in a long time. Like, if you look through the spine, it's Jared and Cam that are going to be the solid performers throughout. You, you know you're not, you know what you're going to get from them week after week after week. But you don't know what you're going to get from Miley. You don't know what you're going to get from Austin. You don't know what you're going to get from Caesar. I'm not surprised at that start, by the way, that putting them two together, the most tackles. It's probably, I mean, I'd have to look at the other round to see how similar that is, but they, it's always them two and Bentley that yeah. are in the in the top three week in, week out. You can almost just predict it each week. The other two stats we didn't discuss was errors. Uh, we made 17 errors of the night. Uh, no, hang on. Uh, was that many? No, we had 14 errors, but nine players of the 17 made at least one error. So over 50% of the team made at least one error. And then of the 10 penalties conceded on the night, which was the most for the season, uh, Blake Austin was responsible for four of them. One of them was for what Eddie's biggest pet hate is, is talking back. And he's done that in two weeks in a row now. Chillens, yeah. Yeah, about to say that that, that second week in a row, Blake, give it a rest. Yeah. I know know drives Duncan mad as well. It it genuinely does, as, as a Leeds fan, Seeing Leeds players do it, I can't stand it. You know, I'll come on here and I've called loads and loads of opposition players, petulant and all sorts. It, that rings, I feel exactly the same when it's a Leeds player. That does not change. I cannot stand it. Referee's decision, he's in charge. Get on with it. I thought he had a good game as well, referee, to be fair. Yeah, he did. He did it right, actually. Is petulance um, well. a suitable segue? Ta- tangent, yeah. Can you tangent, do something? Yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, I just wanted to know what's uh, what was Tetevano's meters? <sighs> you can ask me that. No, that's not uh, going off in a tangent. Sorry, I, I thought it's it the was... wrong tangent, but it's it's uh, uh, 66 mm. off eight carries. Mm. Yeah, all right. <laughs> sorry, I'll just ruin your uh, I'll ruin your. Oh, it's all right. I just I just I was just waiting for what came after, but yeah, go on. We'll go back to the petulance tangent if that's the right one. <laughs> go for it. I thought you were going to go for it. Are we closing off oh, the match review? I thought you were. Or oh, someone <laughs> has to go for it. No, I'm just man of the match. <laughs> <clears throat> no, not yet. I quickly Which one we going want for? to talk oh, about Daryl Alford. Oh, because right. sorry. I've peaked them. This is how I feel. If Daryl Alford, he obviously bombed that try. I think it was about 74th, 75th minute. And he bombed. It was a tapping. And he completely bombed it. Now, for me, if he scores that, we go on to win that game. Do you agree, Reese? Yeah, because it goes into golden point, probably, at that point. And yeah. I think just a lift in a team. And I think it's unfair to put it on that moment because the whole team did not deliver, other than probably your Connors and your Smiths. I think the whole team didn't deliver. So, it, But it's easy to blame Olfitz in that moment. And but the, it, it's not, there's it's not, not so a real much. reasonable excuse 
for not finishing <laughs> that. To be a professional rugby league exactly. winger, a guy that scored exactly. you know 16, 17 tries last year, that should be your bread and butter. Um, he Easy. didn't have a very good night. Duncan, do you agree? Any joke? He scores that we go to win. Maybe. <laughs> I love Duncan can do twenty-minute gospel speeches, and then into the next question, I'll on go Jared O'Connor no. on, on the potential of Jared O'Connor. <laughs> you tell him, "Dave, get a man with me," and he goes, "All right." <laughs> Ask him if we won the game. Maybe. <laughs> Ask him about a player's potential. It gives you 15 minutes. That's what we love about him. The, right. The thing, man the of the thing, match points. The thing, oh, God. We're all forward. <laughs> when he carries forward, he actually carries well. But he, he chose to run sideways again on our own line. Just run forward. He's got he's got it in him. And he made seven tackle busts. Like, but I don't know if they're just because he's running across the line. But when he ran forward, he actually looked all right. But, but uh, it is a kind of just mentioned it. Man of the match. It's Cameron Smith. Anyone? Cam Smith. <laughs> Cameron Smith. Cam Smith for me as well. Cam Smith, the lock pod man of the match. So that's the match review we've done. We did well there, 38 minutes. Just as the team news broke, um, we got some quite shocking news, which kind of proves that nobody is really in the know because this really did come out of the blue. We got the news that it was a bit of a wow moment, really. We got some news that Cruz Leeming has been granted a release Confirmed by Ron Smith after the game, but the news kind of broke. He wasn't in the team and it had hit Twitter and social media that he told Leeds he wants to leave. Just as an initial instant reaction, Reese, how did you feel upon seeing that news that Leeming has asked for the release and is going to be leaving Leeds? I was very surprised. Um, I, th- I think I felt I certainly feel like it kept it came out of the blue. Um, so my initial reaction was surprised, to be honest. My view now is a bit more elongated, but I'll let Duncan say what his initial reaction was first. Um, your initial reaction to the news, Duncan? Anyone that asks for a release from Leeds, um, I can't swear. Can uh, can do one. Can do one. <laughs> Don't care. Get rid of him. So, uh... I mean, so that that's I... that's our initial reaction. Carry on, Reese. Go on. Yeah. So that that's the initial reaction, and and, uh, the, and and that's why I mentioned earlier about the petrol angle because the the article in the Yorkshire Evening Post today with Gary Heverington seems to indicate that he wasn't happy he wasn't he was getting getting he wasn't starting and Jared was getting a picture ahead of him so it, it it feels a bit like you've just spat your dummy out and now obviously we haven't heard Cruz's side of the story so but at the moment the the noise sounds like it's more that he's not been happy he's not being picked he's unhappy that Jared's been picked ahead of him um play better and, and, he'll, get, it, and he'll get picked 
and, and what, what the other thing is like it, this kind of now makes more sense on the captain thing as well to me. Now putting this and this, that together, the whole captain scenario is start. It feels like it's made a bit more sense now. Um, but if he's leaving, he doesn't. You know, he goes on our terms, as Andrew in the comments rightly says. You know, if he wants to leave, but he, he, if we we agree to which we have, he goes on our terms. You know, there's no way that. I think we should be getting a little bit of a fee for him. He's got another year left in his contract. He's a England international, or could be, or should be. Could he be. goes on our could terms. He, could even he if he, well, he, you know, he goes on our terms, even if he don't. If he, even if he he's doesn't trade, he's not better badly. than he's not better than Andy Ackers. He's not better than Daryl Clark, and he's probably an argument out there. That he's not better than Paul McShane. Well, he's he won't be getting any rugby at the moment. He won't be getting any rugby at the moment, will he? <laughs> well, that's the question now. If if he is leaving, if Leeming is leaving, Duncan, where who's going to take him? I mean, there was a very small <laughs> flash in the pan rumor that it was the NRL, but is an well, NRL he ain't, good, he ain't good enough for that, is it? Yeah, he ain't good enough. He, so. he ain't good enough for the NRL. Mm. Not a chance. Now it's. It, it strikes me, I was going to like come in when Reese was talking then, but I thought, no, I don't want to interrupt. His agent's got his head turned somewhere. He's, spat, he's, he's, he's thrown his toy, he's rattled out of the pram, he's gone, I'm not getting picked, I'm not captain, I want to be starting, blah, blah, blah. Play better, be the first name on the team sheet, and then, yeah, you'll get picked. Play like you are doing, being consistent. Petulant, not great, absolutely. Well, he's a turnstile in defence. Yeah, you're not going to get picked. So, stop moaning, get on with it. He's obviously wanted to moan about it. And Rowan said, well, his agent's come in and obviously said something to Gary. And as soon as you start quoting money and stuff around at Everington, it's sealer. There's only one winner and he'll just, he'll just tell you to go down the road. Which... To me, I won't put him back in a lead shirt, even if no one won't have him. He can't play now. He won't play. You won't ever. You won't ever see him in the lead shirt again. No. Um, even mean, if even if he came back round and said, oh, "I don't want to leave anymore," well, no. you didn't say that a couple of weeks ago. See you later. Um, he might get a gig in NRL. He might, and he might go on and prove me wrong and be a world beater. But I just don't. I I don't see it. I think he's. I think he's better at seven than he is at nine. Um, but I only think he's better at seven because we've got an awful art we've got an awful seven. Do you do you know where I think he will end up? Where? Wigan. Not a chance I he'll play at Wigan. Nah. <laughs> he's got more chance. Do you know what? I think he's got more chance of playing at St. Helens. I've got written down here Wigan or, Wigan or Saints for me. I think one of those two will take him. He won't, they won't, he won't go to Wigan because he can't defend. Mm. And they're all about wrestling and holding and being dirty. And I don't think he's got that in him. Look at Sam Powell, he's a grub. Um, I don't think Leeming doesn't strike me as a Wigan hooker, whereas somewhere like... I'm trying to think it. <laughs> Wakefield? Well, he obviously thinks he's better than that if it's quoting around in the NRL, yeah. doesn't he? Maybe Catalan. 
Mickey oh, Max, what? Four. Mickey Max got to be 55 now, so. Yeah, he is. He had, he had his 55th earlier this week. There is a little bit that annoys me. If you take take away the fact he's requested to go, yeah, I know he's weak in defence and he, and he does regularly miss the tackles. But when he was at his best in that season when he got in the Man of Steel, he was a bloody good player. And he is a good player. On when he when he's in his prime and he and he does and he's confident, he's happy, or whatever whatever words you want to say, mm. he was and is and can be a very, very good player. So if you take away the the, the request side of things, I do think we are losing a skill set here. But as as Duncan said, Jared's Jared can be an 80-minute hooker. It sounds like Rowan wants his nines to be distributors as opposed to the running nines. He thinks his halves should be doing the running. So there's an argument even to say that Leamy doesn't even fit that style. I know we've got Corey Johnson coming up as well. I'm a bit worried about the depth, but just let Jared do 80 minutes. He can do it. Um, I, want I, to, I want to see Johnson play in a couple of games now. I don't know whether he's good enough, but he was class coming through the academy and I think he deserves a shot with the first team um, even if that's just to spell Jared for 10 or 15 minutes because ultimately the signing if they go to replace Leeming with a hooker what sort of hooker do you go for what like to me Jared's Jared's the nine and you're looking for someone to fill the void if Jared's injured or you know they want to do a bit of rotation there but they're going to have to be smart with how much money they they throw at it because I don't think it warrants a big investment like probably you probably want to save a bit of that cap room from Lehman and put it in elsewhere around the team. I think it I think in terms of a new signing there's a there's a lot of work to do to get to get that to happen. Because obviously the season started now like Duncan said and then who 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 can that be? That we've no quarter spots so that locks up the majority of potential rumours, it'd have to be something similar to when we got rid of Matty Parcel and Rob Lewin shifted a couple in and did a bit like changing through the cap that way. I guess my biggest question is, do we need to make a signing, Reese? I think Cruz is a good player. I think he's got, I think it adds a lot. And perhaps, I can't remember, I do apologise, but someone said in the comments that when Reese mentioned Brad Dwyer, they were, Someone in the comments on our YouTube live chat said that could have been Cruz Leeming. He could have come on and made that impact. But do you think he's going to be a loss, Reese? Do you think we're losing a, a good player here? As I said, uh, you take take away the the petulance and the demanding to petulance. leave sort of thing. Mm. I think we are losing a good player. Um, if, if Sorry. So if we are losing a good player, we need to make a signing? But I, 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 I'm kind of talking myself out of it at the moment, and Duncan's kind of helping me do this with the 80 minute hooker thing, and Jared. Like, and, and, but yeah. my only concern again is that no one changed and got hold of the game on Thursday night, and that's sometimes what changing your hooker can do. But I don't. I think we've got the quality in the pitch and players to be able to take control of games when they need to. We just haven't seen it consistently enough. So my argument probably is no. Because yeah, like you got you know you got Corey Johnson, and then I think part of that is we need to see what Corey Johnson's like. Now, if Corey Johnson plays two, three games and it's dreadful, yeah. then we, we're going to have to look at something. But I mean, Duncan probably knows more than me. But Corey's been talked up for quite a long time. Yeah, Jared can do eighty yeah. minutes, and in fact, you look at him defensively. I mean, of the 
just going back to his stats, obviously, he made 57 tackles. He missed one. So out of his 58 tackle attempts, he missed one tackle. So, you know, to have someone that strong in the middle controlling that defence for 80 minutes, I think is key. So do we need to replace Lehman when, when he goes? I'm more on the argument at the moment not to. Signing half back is what I'd do. I did see someone put, say, Myler can play hooker. And I was like, no, we're not doing that again. <laughs> Finish with that. Finished with that. So, would you be happy, Duncan, if we went, if we finished the year with Jared, Corey, and possibly James Bentley playing hooker? Not with James Bentley, but I'd use the other two. But then again, it's like Reese said, I think we've got to see what Corey's like. If he comes in and he's poor for a run of games, but the key is he needs a run of games. You can't just put someone in for one game and then judge them on one game. It needs to be that they have a run. Now, my patience would be more with the likes of Corey Johnson than it would be with a Sam Lasoni because the money on the cap is completely different. Sam Lasoni should be ready to play, coming in, be ready to hit the ground running, not a fat, overweight guy that probably won't get in an NCL side. Um, mm. So I think they've got to see what they've got to see what Corey Johnson's like. Otherwise. It's a waste of time having him in the squad. He's got a complete waste of time because he's just filling a position that someone else could have. Yeah. That's the crew leaving debate. <laughs> I just think, as I said before, we kind of came on. I want to bite my tongue. I don't want to. Because so I feel like I'd my start question back then, swearing. My question back: you, <laughs> you can still bite your tongue to this, but do you think that the news of that being announced an hour before kickoff affected the team before we played? No, because I, I always i i credit I think any club, especially ours, is bigger than fucking Cruz Leaming, and I would hear. Oh no, I, I agree with you. We are so fragile. We are so fragile that crew says, I've gone now, Reese. Well done. That crew says, Am I not playing? Am I, are you not picking me? Well, I, I, I'm going then. Go then. But do, go. They, I'm assuming yeah. they wouldn't have known. They would have known probably when the team was announced, or they know, but that getting announced an hour before kickoff, or in the, and for us, but obviously for them in the build up to that game, is that just a distraction? Well, the, it's got to have happened. It's got to have happened in the build-up to the game. It's got to have done in the week. In whether it be the Tuesday or the Wednesday, because I put that team in the group chat. You did, and there was one player missing from that team. Mm. So, mm. if they've practiced all week and come up with tactics about what they're going to do, when they're going to do it, who's going to go where. Suddenly, if you take an important cog out of that team, in I think it more revolves around what they were going to do with Newman and who was going to play there. Definitely, yeah. Rather than it being a case of Lehman being on the bench, I think they've had to do a little shuffle and react to what they're going to do with Newman. They were always going to play him for 40 minutes, but it's who was going to play in the centre. I, I'm of the opinion Until, that that like, did that did affect us. Yeah, 
I am as well, Reese. Yeah. I agree. Well, it's but excuse the fact that we lost. No, 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 no. Yeah. I think the fact that Gary Hevington came out today in the evening post and said Leeming didn't get selected, which he said something along the lines of Leeming wasn't selected for the squad, which prompted this response in that he's responded in to say, right, I'm leaving the club then. So Gary Hevington has said that, so that's factual. So that is the story. That's the story until Cruz tells us otherwise. Now, there's two sides to every story, but until this develops more, all we can read it as, as fans, as anyone reacting to this, is that Cruz Leeming, like Duncan said earlier, has thrown his toys out the pram. And if that's the case, it doesn't sound great. And it, it, it's someone who, I think, Rick, where you both said it, we will never see this guy play for Leeds again, regardless of what. Like Duncan said, however this develops, he will never, ever play for Leeds again. And this is something that I always say as well. I always, a mark of a player for me is what happens after Leeds? Where do they go from us? And I don't see Cruz playing for a bigger club than Leeds. I know this, I know one doesn't exist, but I don't think he's going to play and win something. I think it's going to be... Might even go back to Huddersfield, so I don't know. I'm, I, is anyone else bored of talking about him now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Catalan's next, live on Channel Four. Um, in terms of the squad, Duncan, going into this one, how would you like to see us line up? Any squad changes? Any yeah. anyone coming in? Anyone dropped? Well, Lasoni at Bradford, Walters on the bench. Um, <laughs> Don't use Bentley at hooker. Um, I'd actually probably give... I'd be tempted to give McDonnell a rest. Not because I don't think yeah. he's been... I'd, when I mean a rest, I mean he drops down to the bench and Bentley starts. Yeah. I think, especially with their big pack, I think we need defenders that are going to that are going to be able to get on top of them. Um, now, McDonnell is good in defence. He's not let us down at all. I don't think he let us down against Cass. He's very good against Saints. Um, you know, I think we need to... I think you could swap them around. Uh, have a back row of Bentley, Martin, Smith. Newman will probably play somewhere between an hour and 80 minutes. Um, maybe give mm. McDonnell... Bring McDonnell on. Move Martin into the centre. Um, mm. and then lots I'd of options, isn't there? Sangare and Walters would be my props on the bench, and then what I would like is I'd like to see Corey Johnson be able to spell um, spell Jared for a, a breather. For me, it'd probably yeah. be either side of half time, so Jared probably mm. does, or maybe Jared does fifty minutes, and then he gets a 10-minute breather and does the last 20. Um, 20 but I'd look yeah. to integrate Corey Johnson in the team uh, just because I think we need to see what he can do. But other than that, I can't... He said Ash Hanley was weak, didn't he? And he's only, beat, he's only missed one week, so I can't see Hanley coming back. So we'll have to put up with Alfords mm. again on the wing. Um, other than other than the back row, I can't see, I can't see many changes. I think it, the changes will come around the bench. 
So my, my initial thought when you said drop, not drop, well, you are dropping McDonald, but not for the reasons that would say you've been dropped. I felt being, I feel that like we incredibly harsh on McDonald because I think he's been absolutely brilliant. Quietly, doesn't do this job, doesn't look out of place. In the last two games, he's seen more creative ability. He's quite short, isn't he? But he's really strong as well. Like he makes tackle bus and, and breaks and stuff. So it'd be a shame to drop him. But it, for Catalan, I think you're completely right. The quarterfinal last year in the yeah. playoffs, yeah, Bentley had the whole of the Catalan team wrapped around his little finger. Um, he did. You know, arguably one of Bentley's best performance. So I think Bentley's important for the, the game. And so I think you're right. I think Bentley has to start. We've got Gannon coming back, and I don't know where Gannon fits in with all this. Because um, could you have a bench of Sangare, Walters, McDonald, Walters? That does maybe feels a bit too heavy. I don't know. But I think my main one, I think you're right. I think Bentley needs to move in. Um, I want to drop Holfoots, but I'm not really sure what, what we've got. I mean, Liam Tyndall. I don't think you can play Tyndall against Catalan. No, I don't think you can either. So you did last year. I don't think there's I don't think there's much changes really that's gonna happen. I think the main change will be Bentley coming in and Yeah, actually I just think that's it. And I think I would go for the two I'd go Sangare, Walters, McDonnell, Gannon on the bench. Mm. Predictions for this one, Duncan? Well, what what Caesar gone so far? He's gone rubbish, good, good, rubbish. No, rubbish, rubbish, no, good, gone, good, rubbish. Rubbish, rubbish. It comes in oh. twos with him, so he's due a good right, game. So he's going to have another rubbish game. No, it's due a good... Oh, no, yeah. No, yeah. it's due a rubbish right. one. It's due oh. a rubbish one. Um, I'll say Leeds by six. Good man, Reese. It sounds like it's all playing into Catalan's hand, isn't it? With it being a wet, miserable day. Um, so I bring in two friends that have never been to a rugby league game before on Saturday. So it sounds like they're going to be in for an absolute cracker. Um, I, th- I think I put Catalan in my prediction <laughs> yeah, really. not to make the play. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I put Catalan in my predictions to finish bottom half of the table and, and they're unbeaten so far. So. Um, I'm not sure my predictions are going to be ever that good, but I think it'll be a tight one. I think Leeds by two. Leeds are going to win by 34 points on Saturday. <laughs> Harry Newman's going to score two. And I think James Bentley's going to score two as well. Duncan, thank you as always. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. Yep, you're welcome as always. Reese, as always, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will be back to review the Catalans game. See you next time. Until then, take care. <laughs>